I created the Me Movement on the Mic to help people realize that your life is so special and that you need to address all aspects of your life to become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm on a mission to provide you with tools to help you build a habit that sticks with you forever so you don't have to worry about starting your fitness regime every six weeks and falling off again. I understand that life isn't just about training, going to the gym or having the best body in town, but also about great movement patterns, mindset, health and community. Join me, Sally, as I help you filter through all the health and fitness stereotypes to help you embrace yourself while still enjoying a gelato or two. Come with me while we break the cycle of non-constructive behaviors through movement, mindset, and health. Let's get this episode started. Welcome to Me Movement on the Mic. Your episode is just about to start. Hi, everyone. Hello. How are you? Welcome. My name is Sally. This is episode seven of Me Movement on the Mic. Today's episode is about weight loss versus the fat loss myth. Now, I know you've heard those words before. They've been thrown around everywhere, left, right, and center. If you're flicking through LinkedIn, if you're flicking through Instagram, TikTok, all the different social medias, I mean, if you're watching TV, it's got weight loss. How's your weight loss going? How's your fat loss going? Now, let's break it down. There is an absolute difference between those two. I've been on a diet, I've been on many diets, and if I can think back, during school it was just things like salads and workouts in my room because that's what I knew, uh, that's what I could mimic from TV, and it doesn't take a genius to figure out that salads are really good for you and they're probably less amount of calories even at a young age. Then... At about 18, I hit the gym with massive amounts of cardio. You know, the cardio phase where it's just like all the girls do the cardio, all the guys are um, down in the weights room because that's what you did and that's what what you knew when you were at that age. I mean, you mimic um, what other people in the gym or your um, older people are doing. You mimic what they're doing. So at that time, I was doing lots of amounts of cardio, and low carb, probably more high protein diet. Uh, Obviously, the aim for all of this for me was weight loss. That's all I wanted. I had no idea about fat loss. I had no idea that if I drank more water one night, one day, jumped on the scales, that my weight is going to increase because of the liquid. I didn't understand that there was a distinguishing factor between weight loss and fat loss. And I'll, I'll talk about it today. And I'm pretty sure everyone listening today um, probably had had the same feeling or maybe still feels that way. Maybe you go, hey, Sally, weight loss and fat loss is the same thing. What are you talking about? So there is a difference and definitely going to chat to you about it throughout today's podcast. But let's go back to the different types of diets. So little baby Sally was there, had a lot of uh, salads, thought that was a good idea, trained a lot, did a lot of cardio, did the high protein, low fat thing. Then 
in my 20s, I was like, I'm not going to train. How boring is that? I was too busy partying. Um, Gym wasn't a massive thing for me at that time. And basically, I did what everybody did. I paid for a gym membership that I kind of didn't use and always hit the snooze button. Yes, I was guilty of that too. Why? Um, I was maybe a bit lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do and I had different priorities. This is totally normal. Then the interesting things started to happen. I got into the different trends. That's just like after uni, beginning to study, got into the workforce and started to get really into this paleo eating, you know, the less the idea about less processed food, more plant-based. But again, it's it's into the whole restrictive dieting with this type of food um, or diet. It's just had no carbs. Let's let's just say it's safe to say they ended really quickly because I couldn't sustain it. I couldn't have the dishes that my mum made. And if you don't know me or if you haven't heard my previous episodes and it's the first time you've listened to this, my mum is an amazing cook. We are Middle Eastern background, which means we use a lot of grains, we use a lot of rice, we use a lot of delicious delicious ingredients to make amazing food so if I was having paleo I was definitely annoying my mom because I couldn't eat half the food and you know what during that time I found it really boring I got over it so the cycle continues of weight loss or fat loss trying to get to that fat loss but really it it was about weight loss so you know, another diet came along, you know, jumped on the keto diet, which is more high fat, a little bit of intermittent fasting with that. And even I did, I did all those things. I, I jumped on the ketones as well, having, um, you know, exogenous ketones, which is like a sachet, you, you put it in your water and it's got, it's a drinkable supplement with high, with ketones in it. Here we go, another non-sustainable diet. So you can, you can imagine all these different restrictive diets that I've gone through, and here I am thinking, oh, I'm gonna. It's all about weight loss. When I didn't really understand the mechanics or the metabolism and the systems behind weight loss versus fat loss. So basically, um, weight loss is the amount of weight you lose. It does not distinguish between muscle. It does not distinguish between, um, you know, water, fat, you know, I don't know, bone density. If your bones become a little bit brutal, it doesn't, it doesn't distinguish hair, hair falling off or or anything like that. I know it's a bit bit drastic, but it doesn't distinguish between that. It's just like whatever weight you've lost. Muscle, a lot of people – um, get get really confused and 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 think that they've lost the fat, but really they've lost muscle. And that's probably another conversation about really low calorie diets. People are losing that weight, but they're they're also losing the lean muscle. Whereas fat loss is you are losing fat. There is a a distinguishing way where you are able to go right. I'm losing centimeters i'm losing weight on the scales i look different i'm definitely there is some kind of fat loss 
that is reducing now. And that has to do with the your total calorie consumption as well and, and, and a few other factors like your total daily energy expenditure. Now let's go back to the different type of diets. Okay, so you, you can see I've painted all these different super restrictive diets and uh, I've got into a stage where I really enjoy donuts. I like life. Messina gelato has just come in and I'm like, oh my gosh, how can I do a paleo diet or how can I, you know, just have a low carb diet and I can't even enjoy the things I love. And that's when I started to compete. During my bodybuilding competition, I would prep. It was pretty much clean, semi kind of flexible, but still kind of clean. And I, I didn't realize all the different restrictive behaviors that that, ha, that had come up. I didn't realize all the behaviors that I were layering, layering year after year over those restrictive diets. And it would bring me to where I am today. So after I did my sports nutrition certificate, I started to track and play around with calories. And I, I could see that you know, if I had a Cornetto ice cream or a chocolate paddle pop, there's a big difference between there. Now, the, the Cornetto ice cream is delicious, but it could be up to 200 calories or more per serving. Whereas if I have a chocolate paddle pop, I'd be like, wow, I can have a sustainable diet. I can lose weight and I don't have to lose my mind in the process. And that's where the whole flexible kind of dieting came from um and uh, what, what does that actually mean what did it actually mean in the big scope of things it meant that I could have an ice cream and chips because I knew that I would I wouldn't binge um I wouldn't go over my calories and that comes from the education it was allowed nothing was good or bad it's just what served me during that time and I was able to live a normal life while dieting because, let's face it, nobody likes a dieter. You know that time where you went out to dinner and there's always someone at the table who says, I can't eat that, I want a diet. <laughs> I was uh, I was one of those. I am one of those sometimes. I don't say it out loud. I'm just like, oh, I think I'll pass on the cocktails and everyone will be like, oh, tada, angry, but that's okay. I'm used to that. I'm not a massive drinker. Anyway, if they gave me a gelato, I would be like, yes, bring it on. I'm a big little kid when it comes to that. I'd rather have the lollies, the chocolate, the ice cream, all the latest drinks. That's me. But let's go back to, to what what I was talking about. Um, Yeah, like I wanted to be able to live a life while still dieting, and you can definitely do that. Weight loss. Let's look at the weight loss again. Weight loss is when you lose weight. And I said that before. And you can lose weight through many things. You can lose weight through dehydration. You can lose weight through breathing, expiration, or as I said before, muscle loss, defecation. You go into the toilet. Let, let me let me put a task on you. A little bit gross, but it's a part of the body. Actually, it's not gross. Scratch that. Um, weigh yourself then if you know that your normal um, bowel movements are a certain time, do what you need to do. Don't eat anything. Weigh yourself again and let me know how much weight you lost. 
that is weight loss. Have I blown your mind? I've definitely blown your mind now. Well, let's take a look at it even deeper. Weight loss can fluctuate due to sodium intake. So like salt, sodium chloride. Yeah, you can say salt. Carb intake because we know, if you didn't know that, here we go. I'm going to give you a truth bomb. Water and glycogen, which is carbohydrates, they bind together and they just hang out together in the muscle. So if you have a big carb dish, if you had a sandwich or some rice, some veggies, some protein, there's chances are the next day you're going to gain weight, 100%. Because as I said before, carbs and water, they're just a marriage made in heaven. They're just a marriage and they're there to help you. The amount of food you had the night before, or have you ever had a mad night with family and friends? I mean, you ate healthy food. You didn't even drink, guys. You didn't even drink. You didn't even drink any alcohol. You didn't even, you said no to that ice cream. And the next day, you jumped to the scales and it's like, <laughs> calm down, scale. Scale must be broken. You jump off the scale, give it a bit of a tap, and then it's like, it's still the same. It's, it's not you. It's the amount of food that you consumed the night before. And, and, and if you're following your calories, your total calories, if you're following your portion controlled, uh, portion control, then that shouldn't be an issue. So we've got sodium, we've got carb intake, we've got the amount of food that you had the night before. You jump on the scales, could be a little bit heavier. We have things like fiber. Okay, if you have a lot of fiber, fiber seems to stick, sit there in your in your gut. Some people can expel it quite quickly. Um, there's lots of water in there as well. So if you had a big fiber dish, salad, veggies, chances are that you will be a little bit bloated maybe, depend on your, ability, your body's ability to break down fiber, or you're going to weigh more. That's just the science. Hydration, again, going back to hydration. If you're drinking a lot of water, if you're drinking a lot of tea, um, all that good stuff that you're going to make way more. If you're dehydrated, you will weigh less. That's just, just science. Okay, there's another um, truth bomb or education bomb here for you. Then the other point is bowel movements. Is there a time when? The stars have aligned and you've gone to the bathroom and no joke, you feel that you've lost weight. Your tummy is flatter. <laughs> Your pants fit fit nice and snug, not snug. They fit good. They've got, they've got some room in them and you could stick a couple of thumbs around the waist and it's like, hey, man, I feel good. That's the bowel movements, Okay. I think that's called like if you com you do complete evacuation, you go to the doctor and they were like, "Did you ha have you had a complete evacuation?" Yes, yes, ma'am, I have, and I've lost weight and I feel great. So those are the things that can cause uh, your weight to fluctuate. So don't freak out if your weight fluctuates. Okay, think about that time that you had a pizza. So think about this one. <laughs> I love this example. Think about this time when you jumped on the scales, you had a big, you had a pizza the night before and there was a massive increase. But then again, you didn't have, you didn't have that bad of a pizza. You made it at home. You had low fat cheese. You put heaps of veggies. You even put chicken on it to increase your protein. Okay. So 
it definitely matters with all those little points I've touched on. It definitely matters, okay? So let's look at some, some weight loss myths here. If you eat less, you will lose weight. Yes, the idea is you got to balance the energy in with the energy out. That's that's not weight loss. But if you reduce the amount of um, food in or energy in, science says, you should lose weight. It is true, but it gets more complicated than that, okay? It's definitely more complicated than that. For example, if the body is very good at adapting, so let's just talk about you eating a 1,000 calories per day, you will lose weight. However, there's definitely a difference between hormone function, okay? Females, males, completely different, especially for females uh, during the time of the month. Women, I did a podcast about menstruation in women, uh, obviously menstruation in women, menstruation and exercise, and there's a different hormone changes, if you're eating a thousand calories, which you shouldn't because that's very low, hormone function will definitely increase. There's a lot of stress on the body that is put. Okay. For females, you might lose your period. That is a danger zone. You don't want that to happen. If it does, it could definitely affect you big time. And some of the things that could happen, like um, you could have fractures in your bones later on. It's a it's a massive thing, so um, hormones will definitely get affected. If you're eating really low calories, you you have no energy. You okay? Your your body will slowly stop fidgeting and doing things. Like you know, when I was competing, I didn't want to move. I actually did not want to get up and do things. You know, I had to. To push myself to go up the stairs, I was like, oh, I think I'll just lie here because the body is really smart. It wants to conserve all the energy. It knows it's in a calorie deficit. It knows it has to lose weight. It's put under a lot of stress. So it'll. you will notice that you'll stop doing fidgety things, okay? Even when you talk, like I'm talking to you right now, my hand's gesturing forward and back. This will definitely stop. Um, women tend to 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 overdo it. Let's not let's just call it how it is. Um, from my personal experience as well with exercise and cardio, because we phys- physically can do it. I mean, women are made to withstand famines. I think there's studies where men have just died during famines, and women just keep going because we're here to make uh, to to make babies and and to keep that to keep that going. Look. In terms of eating that much less calories, you can't maintain it long term. It puts a lot of pressure on the body and a lot of stress on you. Then let's just say you've gone through that fat loss um, and then there's a plateau. No weight loss. There's no weight loss because there's a plateau. Because I said the body is under a lot of stress. And I'm not even talking about the social stress. Okay, I'm not even talking about that, but think about going out and not being able to eat with your friends and family and co-workers. Think about the added stress that these will put on you. So weight loss versus fat loss myths um, can be very, very um, swaying and it could be very, very stressful on the individual if, if their main thing is weight loss and you're getting really conflicted, okay? 
things like menstruation, menopause, age, medication do definitely pay a part and it takes longer for some people to lose weight. It takes longer. It takes longer for a lot of people to lose fat, okay? That's just the way it is. Uh, this is not an excuse, but people people tend to not stick to it long enough to reap the benefits. And that's the big thing, okay, when you're on a health and fitness journey. Your weight will definitely fluctuate. It goes up and down depending on all those things that I mentioned before, sodium intake, water, fiber, you know, menstruation, menopause, um, sleep is a big, big thing as well. There's so many different factors, okay? It's just so much different layers. And that's what I always say to people, get some help, get some guidance. There's lots of information out there that could be quite uh, stressful. Um, and and just it just puts a lot on the individual. I'm going to take a straight look at some myths here, some fat loss slash weight loss myths, okay? I always hear this a lot of the times. Carbs after 8 p.m. makes you fat. I don't know where this came from. I think it's just a way to people to stop eating. I think somebody created it somewhere along the lines to say, hey, you need to restrict the time you eat, which is which is which makes sense. However, there's lots of people out there that work all over the shop and sometimes they're not going to be able to consume a lot of their food during the day. So think about your calories like money in the bank and food is your transactions throughout the day. If one day you had like $1,000, you gradually used it throughout the day. When it hit 8 p.m., you had 500 left. And basically that means you've spent 500. Even after 8 p.m., you've spent 500 and you got 500 left. Calories are the same. It doesn't matter if it's coins, notes, or checks, or Bitcoin. It's still $500 left. <clears throat> it's about the total number at the end of the day. You spend 500 at 2 and 500 at 10 p.m., no matter if it's past eight, you still spent a total of a thousand. I hope that makes sense. All you accountants and transactional people, okay? It doesn't matter. All right. Obviously, some people don't like eating after eight p.m. because you're going to be you're going to go to bed. It's it's a bit heavy in your tummy. I mean, it affects some people. I know with me, I can't eat that heavy at night because I'm going to be tossing and turning. You know, I don't want I don't want my body to be digesting and, and putting all that stress on my body at night. But if it happens, it happens. Okay. So you can have carbs after eight p.m. Okay. They don't make you fat after eight p.m. Breakfast is a must. Have you ever heard that before? You gotta have breakfast, breakfast, da 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 da. Yeah, breakfast is a must. Everyone is different. And personally, I don't have time to have breakfast. I mean, I'm not that hungry in the morning. Actually, the only time I really got hungry in the morning was when I was prepping for my competition and I just was hungry at night and hungry all the time. But I personally like to have water, I have a cup of coffee in the morning, and probably about mid-morning, mid I'll have breakfast. I'll have eggs, I'll have yogurt, fruit, uh, wheat bix, um, because I get hungry then. And that's one of the things, like, how are you doing with hunger? Do you even know what hunger is? We're so blessed these days with 
so much abundance of food in this Western world that it's almost like we forget. We forget to get hungry. We don't know. We're programmed to eat breakfast at a certain time. Obviously, if you're training and you feel like you need to have something, have something small that's not going to affect your tummy if you're a bit sensitive. So, I mean, I guess like the idea of breakfast could be that like you're breaking your fast and you have to go to the fields and plow away until lunchtime. So you need to feed your body. We don't really have that problem now. Or breaking your fast is like after an eight-hour sleep, the body's been in a fasted state for a long time. But usually, look, let's face it, we are not going to starve in the next morning if we don't eat. Hungry is def- Being hungry is a big indicator. So if you're eating breakfast when you're hungry, that's probably a good thing because you're listening to your body. Um, yeah, as I said before, Western world, we've got unlimited disposal or um, unlimited access to food. So, and everybody is definitely different. Okay, having, I mean, I guess having smaller meals during the day would be would be great because you can control your blood sugar levels and and come evening, you're probably less likely to go crazy and binge because that's the big thing. I see a lot of people who. Um, have a big coffee for breakfast, rush to work, a rushing, 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 and then they head to a meeting, high, a calorie-dense cake. How can you say no to that? You are starving. Your body has slept all night. Then you got up and you had a big coffee, lots of water in that, get to your, get to your meeting, your brain is absolutely fried because your body's preferred fuel source is sugar and it sees the cake calorie dense and you're starving, you have no control. So I guess a great way to combat that is to have something small, have more, um, you know, healthier snacks or near you, have a protein bar, have a shake, whatever it's there to help you on your fitness journey because what usually happens is you you – you overconsume, and you got that taste in your mouth. It's delicious. Then you're like, buggery, I'm over it. I'm just going to keep going. And then the cycle continues. So set yourself up with things that are easy, easy to consume, easy to make, and that you're not going to feel feel you're not going to feel terrible at the end of the day because you haven't you know nourished your body. Well, I've definitely discussed a lot of things today about weight loss versus fat loss. So let's let's do a re- little recap here. Let's look at some takeaways. Fat loss and weight loss are f- absolutely two different things. Um, you had you you have to use different metrics to gauge gauge what what they are. So for example, scales you can jump on the weight the scales and go okay I've lost weight because I've just lost weight. But things like pictures, measuring, clothes fitting, and definitely how you are feeling can help you determine you know. The difference between weight loss and fat loss. It definitely takes longer than you think. Okay. People, I've known a lot of people who've jumped on a six week challenge, um, super restrictive diets that actually have jumped on a thousand calories, which is absolutely insane. I mean, you know, my breakfast and, and snack is probably just under a thousand calories. I'm consuming at least two thousand at the moment because I'm in a calorie deficit for me. So a thousand is insane, 
definite and so basically they've done a six-week challenge they've trained five days a week coming from not doing anything um super lean food everything is just ridiculously lean and then after that it's like what next what next what do i do next well i'm going to go back to the habits that i had and i'm going to put my weight on quicker than i did before because i've been starving the whole time the other point is get some help guys if you get some help the person that is obviously qualified not only has made the mistakes over and over again they're going to stop you from making the mistakes and they're qualified, so they're going to help you and guide you because let's face it, there's been times when you're on a diet and it's really hard. You don't have anyone to talk to, but there's no accountability and then you stop and you wonder why the cycle of this behavior continues. To be better, you've got to do something better. You can't be doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I'm going to say that again. You can't be doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results that is absolutely madness what worked before doesn't always work again and it could be many things it could be your age okay the way i lost weight when i was 18 19 i'm not gonna be able to lose that weight now it's just different okay it's just completely different um your activity level maybe you were walking around a lot maybe you had a different job maybe you were a laborer before Hormones definitely, definitely play a part. Well, I hope you got something out of this today. Weight loss versus fat loss myths, they definitely are different. Don't overcomplicate things, guys. You'll definitely be successful. All you got to do is keep going, get some help, get some guidance, and you will succeed. My name is Sally. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Have a great day episode is over thank you guys for listening to me movement on the mic it'll be so appreciative if you like comment or even put a review thank you have a great day